Stop pursuing happiness. How's that for a pep talk? But I'm actually serious. You gotta stop pursuing happiness. There's a bigger game to play. And that's exactly what we're diving into during this week's episode of Bullshift. I know, I'm such a jerk for leaving this cliffhanger, aren't I? Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. If you Google the Japanese term ikigai, you'll see a popular Venn diagram. The diagram features four prompts, what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. This image, while useful, doesn't actually reflect the true meaning of ikigai. It's a westernized adaptation of ikigai that's better referred to as the purpose Venn diagram, not ikigai. Ikigai is simply your reason for being, the thing that gets you up in the morning, which may or may not have anything to do with your economic status or career. The concept of ikigai is both personal and social and a bit closer to self-actualization with an understanding that the sum of small joys in everyday life results in a more fulfilling life as a whole. By the way, I know this because I used to work with Dan Buettner and Blue Zones back in mid-aughts when we launched the Blue Zones book and curriculum and popularized Ikigai through our research into Okinawan longevity. It's a good book, if I do say so myself. And you can't see me, but I'm patting myself on the back right now. Okay, so back to that purpose Venn diagram. Like I said, there are four prompts in the diagram, and they're all helpful. But there's another question to ask that's missing. And I'd argue it's even more important than the other four, especially if you're trying to unlock your purpose. This juicy question is, what makes you come alive? I was first asked this question nearly a decade ago from a sage and mentor, Dr. Bill Manahan. I was in my mid-30s at the time and was struck that you know, I'd never considered the idea before. And I'm reminded of a favorite quote by Howard Thurman. Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go and do that because what the world needs is people who've come alive. Isn't that a great quote? You know, for too long, happiness has gotten top billing when aliveness, happiness's older, wiser sister, has been waiting for her turn to shine. Now, I can appreciate that you might have been giving happiness top billing in your life. For years, happiness has been a widely popular topic of both academic and sort of pop inquiry. 
from TED Talks and books to online courses, they've all hacked happiness for us time and time again. But aliveness, well, this, this is the juice of life. Now, first, I need to clarify that I'm not poo-pooing happiness. If you're malcontent, then managing your mind to support your happiness more of the time is important work to do. But I've previously talked about the importance of emotional contrast before and that we don't want to be happy all the time and that our ability to allow and to experience the full range of emotions helps create meaning in our lives. It's what fuels our growth. It's what makes us come alive. Think about people in your life who seem fully alive. What are they doing? They're pursuing new challenges, full of hope, living in curiosity and wonder. And you have this capacity too. It doesn't rest with simply being happy because that's just a matter of changing your thoughts. Aliveness is about what the world is asking of you. Not what the world needs, but rather calling for what is distinctly and uniquely you. And answering this call may require you to be with some discomfort, to be willing to show up and be seen, to be willing to stretch your form of contribution to the world. And I get it. This can seem a little scary, overwhelming, but it's also precisely what helps us continue to grow. And this is so fundamental to our well-being. Being alive means entering the arena and allowing the full expanse of our capacity, our mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional capacity. When we say yes more often, when we fall down more often, when we're in pain more often, when we're in ecstasy more often, then we can look back on our life to see how we've grown, to see how we've expanded our sense of what's possible, not just for ourselves, but also for the world around us. And this quite literally is how invention works. Too many of us are dying physically because we're seeking pleasure at our body's expense. And we're dying mentally because we're letting our minds go to waste, consuming social media and streaming services ad nauseum. So risk your comfort. Pursue what you've been yearning for. Listen to that inner voice guiding you in a particular direction. Tune in to the thing that gets you up in the morning your ikigai. And as you do this, consider the ratio of creation to consumption in your life. And choose to lean into your creative expression. So yes, stop pursuing happiness and start unlocking your aliveness. Ask yourself, what makes me come alive? I'll tell you one thing. Wedding dances definitely make me come alive. As I record this, I'm gearing up for what's sure to be an epic wedding dance. These are some of the most alive times of my life. And okay, I promise to report back next week as to whether I pulled a hammy or maybe bruised my chin trying to do the worm on a hardwood floor. Yeah, that's happened before. Anyway, in the meantime, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, then stay tuned for the next several episodes because I'm going to help you answer the question of what makes me come alive. See you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own Bullshift, then you need to check out MeganKrause.com forward slash Bullshift. If you haven't already, 
subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at Megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.